Welcome to the IAFF podcast. I'm Jeff Hughes, one of the guest hosts for this very important Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. The IAFF has teamed up with the Firefighter Cancer Support Network to bring you a ton of new information around prevention, treatment, research, and cultural changes around cancer in the fire service. This week, I'm privileged to sit with Sam Eaton and Chris Bader to discuss their FACE teams, Firefighters Attacking the Cancer Epidemic. This podcast will cover what they do uh, when a member is diagnosed in their department and how they started their team and the benefits of having these teams when a member is diagnosed with cancer. I'll be your host today, Jeff Hughes, retired fire captain from Orange County Fire Authority in sunny Southern California. I'm also the business agent for the IAFF Local 3631 in Orange County. Today we have Sam Eaton, retired battalion chief from Palm Beach County, Florida, fire rescue, and a member of Local 2928 West Palm Beach, Florida. And active duty chief Chris Bader, Active Duty Division Chief with Coral Springs Parkland Fire Department and member of Local 3080, Metro Broward, Florida. Both Chief Bader and Sam Eaton are co-authors on the IAFF resolution that actually created the January Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. So let's jump into this. So Sam, why don't you start off by telling us uh, about how cancer in the fire service has impacted your department. Thanks a lot, Jeff. And also, uh, thank you to the IFF and also the, also the FCSN for this opportunity to be part of uh, this the Cancer Awareness Month overview. Uh, basically, uh, cancer impacted our, our department, as it has in many departments across the United States, in a, in a, in a big way. And um, we started looking at the numbers. This is back in 2000, actually, critically back in 2013, 2014, and determined a need to really take uh, an internal initiative at Palm Beach County Fire Rescue. You know, it, it's really hard, and I'll say this on the front side of this, I think a lot, of, a lot of departments don't understand how big the impact of cancer is because many times we're just looking at, a, at a, maybe a loss of life. But um, the loss of life, any, uh, any, for every one per firefighter that passes away, there's multiple that are fighting, have either fought through, are in remission, and maybe you don't even know about it. And, and that's because of protected health information. We don't know that information. So back in, back in 2013, 2014, we started taking a hard look at that. One of the firefighters that had been part of our thing, if you know my story, um, was kind of commissioned by uh, the late uh, Captain Butch Smith, who passed from multiple myeloma cancer after fighting for nine years. But during that process, uh, created a really uh, a critical awareness in our department about the impact of cancer and how it can come out of nowhere. 46 years old, um, no reasons, no background, no history. And all of a sudden this guy gets multiple myeloma cancer. One of our, one of the cancers that covered here finally in, in the state of Florida and one that's recognized nationally as a fire, as a cancer that, that, that affects, that affects uh, firefighters. My point on this is that everybody probably has a Butch Smith in their department or somebody that might be close to that. In other words, somebody that might, take have a department look at things differently why he started asking the questions why did this young person get a cancer diagnosis uh that that ends up taking their life 
And that's an important moment for Palm Beach County Fire Rescue when we really started to take, take note of that. We've had multiple losses in Palm Beach County. So the impact of cancer has been, has been huge. At the time, there were 20, we had to do our research, but we dug in and found about 26 firefighters, all from different ranks, captains, district chiefs, battalion chiefs, driver operators, firefighters, paramedics that had gotten cancer. And, um, and now that number is up to 32. And that's just since, uh, since basically we started really taking a look at it. And those are the losses. Those are the deaths. So how, how cancer impacted Palm Beach County Fire Rescue early on was a recognition that was, we really did have a problem. And, that, and then an important, the importance of a mobilizing a team concept to approach that, um, that exact issue. So um, that's, that's the impact Palm Beach, Palm Beach County Fire Rescue. Just a quick overview on the impact of cancer for our department. Great. Thank you. You know, uh, it's funny. In my presentation, we talk a lot about how a lot of folks recognize that a family history of a cancer in their personal family obviously increases their risk of getting cancer. And when you ask a firefighter or a group of firefighters how many folks, you know, that are listening have a connection with a brother or sister firefighter that have had cancer, I mean, almost every hand goes up. And so really that's the family history we need to recognize that uh, all, all of our brothers and sisters know somebody that has gone through this. You know, we have a higher risk. Let's do something about that as well. Um, Chris, uh, please tell us about how cancer and the fire service has impacted your department. Yeah, thanks, Jeff, for putting this together and, and appreciate the IFF and FCSN for having the opportunity to kind of uh, be a part of this uh, Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. Um, very much like Sam, you know, a little bit of a unique situation. My department um, is a much younger department. Um, in 1996 was the, the first time I really started rolling out a professional uh, department with a EMS-based system. And then in 2000, really went to a fully paid system. So you can see that the, it was a much younger generation of firefighters that were actually kind of going through the process together. So back in 2014, 2015 is really kind of when we had our first case of cancer with Paul Petrofessa. Polly, we called him Polly Strong, um, and he was known because he had some of the strong, the strongest hand grip. Polly's uh, struggle, we actually knew that um, Polly's cancer was ultimately going to take his life. Polly was part of a driver engineer. He ended up working very hard on looking at ways at preventing uh, cancer. It was really the first time our department took an internal look and started looking at both the numbers and what was happening outside of our organization, but also knowing that we were a very young department and didn't have many cases of this. How do we kind of look at preventing it? And we knew that that Polly, we were going to lose Polly. And that was really the start of our focus on looking at cancer prevention. Polly was a part of uh, something that we called the clean cab uh, concept. He, he developed it. He was a part of the committee that worked with engineering uh, with Pierce and other manufacturers to kind of work on creating this risk reduction model. It was the start of that process. Um, and then kind of joining in and with Sammy and others on the cancer mitigation aspects, that was really the kind of the impact. And unfortunately, we've lost, you know, another firefighter to cancer. And we've had multiple firefighters since then who have also had cancer within our organization. So we're no doubt we're, we're very much impacted by it in our own department. We continue to work to reduce those risks and we continue to work through a collaborative effort um, with our partners throughout the region, throughout the state, throughout the country to look at ways that we can continue to re reduce those risks. 
Well, I know uh, that you were instrumental in, in the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative. So how, you know, which came first? The, the firefighters attacking the cancer epidemic face teams or the collaborative? Whoever's best to answer this question, you or Sam, uh, discuss really how that came about. So this is one of those unique situations, right? I think there was a, a dynamic force happening, a tidal wave in essence happening at the same time. We just didn't really know that we were working on some of the things together, right? Um, because at the time I didn't know Sam. Um, Sam didn't know me either. But uh, through other connections and, and our connections with University of Miami and the cancer research, we actually got connected. But really the reality is I think they were, I would say that probably face that uh, Palm Beach County had been starting for years and years, even before maybe even the collaborative had started. The collaborative was created and, and formalized in December of 2016, but was already working uh, probably without a formalization process in, in 2015. I know Sammy had been working on some of the face team things well, even before that. Um, but really, I, I would say that probably the face team in Palm Beach County was started maybe before the collaborative was formalized but maybe it was kind of joining and Sam, if you want to chime in there. Sure. I'll just add you're, you're dead on. Um, we, we had uh, Vicki Shepard, uh, which is division chief for Palm Beach County fire rescue. And I uh, were the first co-chairs of the very first phase team. We actually named it firefighters attacking the cancer epidemic. Um, and um, we created that, that organization in 2014. And like Chris said, this is really about the same time the collaborative is spinning up. I don't even know anything about it. And um, our, our goal and our hope, we had already connected the Florida Fire Chiefs Association and also the University of Miami, just like Chris was doing at, at just a little bit later, not even much later at all. So that, those, those collective uh, connections were being made. The point here, too, foundationally, I have to make mention of this, and since this is really a, collabor a, a collaborative effort with the International Association of Firefighters, as well as the Firefighter Cancer Support Network, I want you to know and everyone to know that the very first time we formed a face face team, I, when I was talking to Vicki Shepard about this, we knew that we could never replicate uh, the the power and the the resource that that the Firefighter Cancer Support Network could replicate. With Brian Frieders and of course our, our our Florida director Keith Tyson, we knew that 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 the FCSN needed to be part of what we were doing because if we did get a diagnosis there at, as as at the at the department, we wanted a place to go with that. So I I wanted to make mention of that because Keith. Keith was instrumental in getting us connected to the University of Miami. And of course, Chris was all already getting connected to the University of Miami. So there was this, there's this kind of a groundswell, if you will, of really a need. And it validated, I think Chris would agree, uh, we validated exactly the importance of this cancer movement uh, when, we, when we met each other and knew that this was already happening in different locations. Sam, can you explain to me, really, uh, other than firefighters attacking the cancer epidemic, sounds pretty self-explanatory, but what's your mission and, you know, how is it laid out? Tell me, tell me a little bit about just face teams. When we formed our face team, I remember early on talking to Vicki Shepard. Um, when we formed it, first of all, we knew that if we were going to make a serious mark uh, talking about what a face team is, just in general, if that's what you mean, Jeff, um, certainly uh, we wanted an internal team working. We were all volunteering. There was no extra pay for this. It was really, uh, our, our pay was hopefully to, to instill, first of all, awareness, secondly, prevention, and then certainly, certainly training and education, and then ho hopefully getting connected to science and really trying to drill into what this was. 
Our, our goal when we formed our team, which is about 12 individuals, operations from training divisions, from support services, even, um, you know, uh, the benevolent, of course, the international, uh, the IFF, our local, and then, then again, reaching out and, and, and bringing the FCS in, in with Keith Tyson. And another important element was, was connecting to risk management, and which I was kind of against initially because I felt like risk management from the county would try to shut us down. And, and, and honestly, there was a little bit of, there's quite a bit of pushback on the front side from their side as well. They didn't want to agree or admit um, that, that there was a cancer issue in the fire service. They didn't want to say any of that. A matter of fact, they, uh, the, the individual that they sent uh, from risk management to be at our, on our first board meeting uh, was there specifically to tell us, and I could quote him, show me an epidemic is what he said. And he was, la- he was making fun of the name, the acronym, Firefighters Attacking the Cancer Epidemic. And you could, you could hear a pen drop and you could also see the anger in the faces of the 12 individuals that were there from our organization, our, our face team, our early face team. And saying, you know, you really don't know what you're talking about right now. We could start to we could start to name names of unexplained reasons are people that have lost their life to cancer, as well as those, those that were fighting. So I would just say it's, it was it was an important element to bring risk management into this into this space. We end up working directly with them. We had some great partnerships developed uh, through that process, and because of that, we were able to move the move the needle inside of our own department. So how the face team operates is this. It's an independent team that's working to assist administration with research, education, training, finding best practices, and helping to bring that forward to admin. And now admin knows if you're consistently there as a team meeting on a regular basis, they can begin to rely on you to bring you that guidance. That's how we use the FACE team internally for Palm Beach County. And that's why it's worked in so many different locations in this state, as well as nationally. Does the FACE team have an element that assists a member once they've been diagnosed with cancer? I'll just answer this really quickly, and I'll, I'll say to, to Chris, certainly there can be internal processes. We need chaplainry involved. We need to know we, the benevolent needs to be involved in a scenario when a, when a firefighter comes forward. Of course, when, once we got presumptive legislation, admin gets involved here in, um, in the state of Florida. We have a process right internally. But I'll say this also from a support standpoint. From our foundation, uh, the FCSN, the Firefighter Cancer Support Network, is one of our first phone calls when a firefighter gets diagnosed to get them connected to that huge network. And, and in, our, in our state, Keith Tyson, uh, Heather Mazurkowitz uh, are, are, are point people for that. And they're able to get the, the firefighter connected to peer support uh, in that realm. We'll do our own internal stuff in the department, but it's just another resource. And it's an important resource because they also have connections to other cancer institutes around the, uh, the state and the country. That's really what I was getting at about how the face teams cross over with the FCSN and how they can complement each other. So thank you for answering that. I, I've been on the Florida face teams calls and uh, there's been people not just from Florida, but all across the country, as well as even international uh, collaborators that are there from all over the world in discussing how firefighters can attack and really assist with the cancer epidemic. Um, What would you assume, say somebody that's working at a municipal department uh, in the middle of the country and they would like to start a phase team, really what's the best model? Is it kind of a local or regional? Is it, should it be a state thing or a national, you know, what, what's the best model would you assume for, a face team uh, to be created. 
So I think this is a unique question, and I think there's a lot of ways you can go about this answer. Um, I recall my conversation early on uh, with Sam, and Sam was passionate about making sure that every fire department in the state of Florida had their face team. And him and I had kind of like a, a realization that that may not, that's a very amazing goal and something we should definitely strive for, but not necessarily during the time that this was happening. Um, you have to just remember that the state of Florida isn't where it is today. We certainly didn't have cancer coverages. We didn't have the research wasn't completed. There was a, there was a lot of momentum building towards it, but there wasn't not, not enough support and evidence yet, um, even legislatively to kind of help. So, so in my mind, I was looking at we needed to capture these um, essentially folks that, that are like Sam and others like him who, who were champions and really had the information, the education, the, the knowledge um, and some of the background to speak on this because many departments, young departments, middle departments, older departments didn't, not, didn't have enough information on it. So, you know, in my conversation with him, I said, why don't you take your face team and make it our state face team, essentially? And um, I thought at the, that time that was for us, education was a big part of that. Having the different parts of the IFF component, the FCSN component, the different leadership within different departments throughout the state of Florida and beyond to interject in these conversations and really kind of share educational things and perspective, as well as what they were doing within their organizations. Each of us learned from each other, and that's how we grew stronger and stronger. And so I don't know if there's one way to do this, but I do think the power of collaboration, the power of bringing more uh, like-minded folks together really generates ideas, knowledge. That's what really the collaborative is. It's, it's basically a platform to share information, to share ideas, share knowledge, and to really kind of... Um, take the patches off and really just say, let's work together because this is a common issue that we're all facing. Since the FACE team and the uh, Florida Firefighters Collaboration is together and unified, what benefits have you seen from that collaboration statewide? Every year we have been a part of the Fire Chief Association's Safety Conference. And so every December, um, actually now it's being moved to October, but every December we have this state conference where uh, we bring in speakers um, to talk about the different folks, uh, different issues that are facing um, firefighters. This is certainly one of those conferences where every year we make sure, and, and the reality is that the collaborative is a part of the, the organizing of that conference along with the Fire Chief Association, the uh, Florida Professional Firefighters, um, uh, we work together on the planning committee. And in that process, we make sure that the FCSN is a part of that every year. It's important that uh, the information being shared, um, whether it's from research institutions or the IFF or the FCSN or wherever, um, but Keith's been a part of that every year uh, since we got involved, which was probably about 2016, um, to be there to pre present on the different things that are that are occurring. So I think that that's one of the biggest ways that we share our platform. But to your point, um, every local regional meeting that we've ever launched for a new region, um, Keith has been there um, leading with, with uh, sharing what the FCSN is are, and the resources that we've launched because this is a partnership. And although we've had partnerships that go beyond just the FCSN, including our research partners down here at University of Miami and others, we know that we have to reach out to other areas as well. And MD Anderson's another component that's been added to our state of Florida. Moffitt's been another component that's been added to our component. So, you know, we've made sure to make sure that reach out to those folks as well to kind of like bring all of us together 
on this one uh, common issue that we're facing. So about four years ago, maybe three years ago, uh, the state fire marshal's office uh, really kind of uh, lined in forces with us, maybe even before that. They were really a champion to help us kind of carve through the state of Florida and reach out to the leadership. And I think that that was one of the biggest steps forward, really kind of moving us um, all in in line with each other uh, on this topic. One of the biggest things that I think that really impacted us, we had a several meetings and really to look at institutionalizing cancer prevention in minimum standards. And when I talk about that is if you are in the state of Florida, want to be a firefighter, you have to go through minimum standards. And then you, in, in our case, you get a job afterwards. In some states, it might be a little bit different. But one of the things we knew that there was really not much of any information or education in minimum standards uh, in the books to even become a firefighter related to cancer. And so after um, a lot of hard work in our team and including um, the FCSN and and the FPF and others were involved with, uh, we certainly were able to craft out uh, two and a half hours of educational material that's now in every minimum standards class. And so in the state of Florida, we knew that if we wanted to make a change in the culture shift for the for for firefighters in the future that you had to start even before they enter the fire service so that was the first step um, we're actually in the process of kind of doing the second step for fire officers to make sure that that's reinforced um, so if you want to be a fire officer in the state of florida usually you take a fire officer course a couple of fire officer courses and so now that's going to be implemented there along with mental health too so sam what advice would you give uh, to a member of a department that may want to create a phase team and how can they get those going? I just think that's a great question, Jeff. And I think really that's, that's it's critical. You can have a lot of initiatives done, at, you know, at a state level or at a national level, but until it gets to boots on the ground, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect. And we have to, we have to take stock of that as, as a department. We know there's so many components uh, in a, in a fire department that, that, that lead into this. And it goes all the way to, of course, budgeting. Well, that, that would be the, the biggest one. We know that budget is obviously part of what uh, drives a fire department, but there's so many other components here. Even your even your fire instructors, uh, and if you don't have training division involved at, on, on the foundation of this, you're not going to get to where you need to be. Our fire instructors have such an impact on the culture of our department, and uh, and these are all different components that that really lead to the the end result. Uh, having training division on board with what you're doing, having the fire instructors on board with what you're doing when you're training, as, as Chris was mentioning earlier even fire fire officer training, uh, of course, right down to the recruit level, all of that stuff matters because those fire instructors are so part of that. So that's a, if you want to drill into this, um, if you're, you're, the advice I give to every department is look at all the, all the things that impact um, health and safety for a firefighter. And of course, we're drilling in specifically to cancer, you know, your apparatus, your station design uh, from support services, now, your fire instructors impact and your fire training divisions impact on the departments and its training, making uh, cancer education a, a component, uh, an important critical component, not just one time, but an annual review like we're doing here in January of, of really drilling into what we need to do to, to make this, 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 uh, the, the, the department safer and the personnel uh, cancer free. Um, we'll never get to cancer free because we're all general population. But bottom line is we know that firefighters are at a higher, higher predisposition to cancer because of the job alone. So we need to reduce those, those exposures. I mentioned earlier risk management. I mentioned the benevolent. I mentioned getting local and administration working together. These are This is a common goal. As Chris mentioned earlier, it's a common goal that we can all work towards. So making sure that they're at the table as well. So I'd say to any department that's listening to this right now, 
It's not just a one person, you know, hey, you're the, you're the face guy or you're the cancer prevention guy. That, that individual needs, needs to create a team thought, thought process. And based on that, look at how you can diversify that team so that those, all those components are mentioned uh, on the front side. Messaging is important. We created the acronym FACE so it's easy to remember. It also, it also remembers, reminds people that cancer does impact the individual. There's a face to the cancer loss. So those are things that the message is important and getting, getting video, getting your own video department together with that. We picked uh, Tara Cardoso and also Sergio Nor- Ornelas and Jack Norris, which were part of our video division, to be part of the FACE team because we knew we needed to get the message out. It had to be concise and it had to be done in a, in a proper professional way so that the personnel would listen to the message that was coming out. So there are a lot of, a lot of components. One of the easiest ways to get to that is to go to the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative's website, floridafiretighterssafety.org. There is a uh, link on there on how to create a FACE team, and that'd be a great place, a great resource for everybody that's listening. You know, when somebody's looking at where do I even start, this is such a huge topic and issue, and, and the legs of this go throughout the organization and beyond. There's no one good place to say, I'm going to tackle all of this because it, it is it is something that really crosses over every part of your department. So where I would say for everybody that anybody that's really trying to look at is, is first start with an internal size up. Look at look inside first and figure out what you're doing or you're not doing, what you actually have and the resources. There's so much information out there now and best practices that are out there. The Lavender River Report is a great place to look at and go and benchmark yourself. So internal size up, look at what you're doing, look at best practices and then say, let me take the next step forward. And what are those look like? I think this is really a, a topic where you 100% need leadership on board and you also need labor on board. I think whether you have a face team or you have your own safety committee within your department, that's where the work gets done. That's where the people, um, the labor and management kind of work together to do this. So I would say before you do anything, don't look elsewhere, look internally, for, do internal size up first, and then look at benchmarking at what best practices are. This is a major topic. You're not going to get it done in, a, in overnight. You're not going to get it done in a year. In many cases, some of these projects are major projects that um, look at you know capital investment and long-term investments, uh, gear investments, delivery for investors, exhaust system captures, uh, clean caps. All these different things that you may be looking at are are, are things that and you can't complete in a budget year. So you have to have a plan in place on how you're going to tackle each one of these. But look internal first is the first place I'd start. You know, we look for low-hanging fruit, if you will, uh, on the front side to try to to make that early impact. There are so many things that you can start working on on the front side uh, to to start the process when you do launch as a face team or a cancer prevention team or or a safety committee. It's really what what can we do right now to start the process? And part of that is actually is education, of course. Um, I know getting, there's a lot of amazing videos that we put together as the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative. There's a lot of amazing videos and, and information that the Firefighter Cancer Support Network uses and, and also taking, uh, taking an, an important first step with the depart, with each department and making sure that uh, education goes out uh, countywide or citywide or uh, in, your, in your particular department wide to make sure that all shifts and all officers are part of that training, not just uh, brand new people that come on or whatever it is, making sure that everybody gets that education. Low-hanging fruit on the prevention side, obviously, is hood swap. Um, you know, getting making sure that people have 
uh, the appropriate decontamination equipment on their vehicles to start that process on the fire ground. So those don't, that doesn't cost a lot of money, but it puts that equipment at hand for those individuals uh, and, and, the, and the policies procedures that follow to make sure that those things are implemented on the fire ground are important as well. You know, you actually brought up a pretty good point. Now, uh, did the FACE team create the initiative to put the green buckets, the decontamination buckets on all uh, fire equipment in the state of Florida? Or was that the collaborative? How did that all work out? There's a lot of people involved in this. Now, like I said, if you go back to Was- the state of Washington, had one of the first decontamination uh, equipment things to look at. This is back, uh, you know, uh, back when we started this process. I know internally, uh, we had one station, Station 73 out west of town. So, you know what? We're doing this. And they went to Home Depot and they got a, a spray nozzle. They got a, a crazy hose. They put it in a little bag. And they, that was our first decontamination. Uh, it had uh, a, a scrub brush in there. It had, you know, all kinds of things that uh, just a very small kit. But it, it was inceptional. And I know that I'll just say this, that I'm on Palm Beach County and our face team was only one component of putting that together. The FCS Sin was part of that process. And then, of course, uh, Chris Bader and, and Coral Springs Parkland, we all worked together uh, to figure out what the best equipment that would be in, in a decontamination kit for the state of Florida. And that was on request of Julius Hallis. And also, also we worked together with Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center and, and, and a company called 10-8 uh, Fire Equipment that you might know of uh, that helped us put this whole thing together uh, for the state. Uh, that was an initiative that, that had many fingers on it. Um, but, uh, one of my first, like I said, one of the first kits I ever saw was probably back in, uh, 2017, somewhere around there, uh, one of our stations and they just did it because they knew it had to happen. So that's the best kind of change. You guys were successful in getting a decon bucket on every unit in the state that raised their hand and they say, we want this. That's commendable. It's just a monumental effort that every, um, fire engine in the state of Florida received one of those. Um, and, and even beyond that, we offered it to, uh, just because of word of mouth, the, the military in the state of Florida started looking at that as well in out of Jacksonville and in the Panhandle. Federal firefighters also received those same kits um, on behalf of the state of Florida. And, and just a, you know, a monumental effort of collaboration again from, from everybody. And again, this is what it's all about. Awesome. I really like how uh, I've heard your presentation before, and, and Sam always brings the white helmet that memorializes members that have lost their lives to cancer. And to me, that's really an important message for a long-term change, that you know these guys didn't die in vain. We still, when people talk about never forget, we're always going to remember this sacrifice and let's do something about it. And, and that to me is a huge impact. And so uh, uh, I've always appreciated that, you know, uh, your efforts in, in that whole element. That helmet was, um, was given to me by um, Butch Smith um, in years ago. And it had, it now has crosses from all, the, all across the state of Florida. Um, another thing I use, uh, Jeff, and you, in your intro, you talked about the raising of hands. And uh, basically, uh, you know, I have a memorial band that just for my department, and I, I would encourage any department to, to, to consider doing something like this. That band has every name on it uh, that has lost its life, their, their life to cancer that we know of, um, because there's some people that have gone, gone into retirement we never knew about um, that, that probably should be reflected on that band. 
but there's 30, 32 names on that band, that band now, uh, sadly. And I will uh, use that hand-raising thought process. And you're talking about creating the why for people. And when I stand in, we've stood in front of uh, shift after shift. Uh, we probably did the, conducted that class 80 times in our department for every shift in every station in, our, in, our, in every battalion in our department. And when I, when I pull that band out, and it's just Palm Beach County fire rescue losses, I don't pull the band out. I ask people to raise their hand. Do you know somebody in Palm Beach County fire rescue that lost their life to cancer? And a raise of hand goes up. Then I'll say, do you know two? Do you know two people from our department? And usually the hands are still up. Do you know three? Do you know four? And about, about five, they, the hands go down. And I say, do you know 10? Do you know 15? Do you know 20? 30? Do you know 32? And they're just looking at me like I'm, I got, you know, like I got three eyes. And I pull this band out and, and, the, and the, cat, the officers that have been working with me that, that, well, I'm retired now, but have been working with me for decades, they're shocked. And we, we start passing that band around and you see the names and you don't understand the impact that cancer has had. It's, it, it, it's a really powerful moment. So the why is so important. So thank you for, for mentioning that, Jeff. I appreciate that. Well, Chris, uh, do you have any takeaways or closing thoughts uh, before we wrap up here? Uh, I just want to ensure that you're able to get every bit of information out that, that you have that can maybe help reduce the impact to firefighter occupational cancers. Yes, thank you again um, for putting this together. It's certainly a good opportunity to kind of um, share different perspectives. I'm, I'm just blessed uh, that that now there's a lot of education information out there. So I don't think that those who may be starting out are starting from where I felt we were many, many years ago, um, where we're still trying to, to get research out there and, and kind of make sure that we knew there was a problem and we were still waiting for the answer or the research to kind of you know, uh, verify that, that that was actually legitimate. And so um, now there's so much information out there. There's so much templates um, to really copy and paste. And I'm, I'm all for that. Honestly, I will tell you that that I think that that in many cases, the fire service is um, very, a very proud and has so much tradition. But I've all, always said that, you know, sometimes pride gets in the way of our progress. And I think in, in this is just one of those scenarios where through collaboration, we basically put put out a informational platform on the website that Sam had, had done, and and others are doing this as well, which is great. We're seeing collaboratives um, all over the United States now, really kind of aligning forces, really to share information, share policies, share procedures um, that ultimately do what we're trying to avoid here, right? And 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 that's the loss of, of firefighters that, in many cases, could have been prevented. Um, so I think that really that's that's the bottom line here. I think that we all want to prevent uh, future losses. Un unfortunately, um, like tragic events that that are instant, this is one of those things that every little exposure adds to that component. And then one day um, you get that call. And I think that this is one of those things um, we're also kind of seeing that on the hearing aspect, right? With firefighters, you don't necessarily know that some of the hearing protections that you don't want to wear all of a sudden one day you no longer can hear and can look back in the fire. This is very similar that, you know, with cancer, these things start to add up these exposures in many cases, um, the risks that we're taking are hundred percent preventable. So I would just say that, you know, please reach out, please um, look at the education that's out there. Um, you know, my information is, is readily available and always willing to reach out and help. And I often do, I can tell you how many times I'm sending out massive information on, 
all the different programs, procedures, and connection, connecting folks together. I think the power of connectivity amongst um, uh, people that are both on this panel and others related to this type specific topic is just a powerful thing. So I would just say continue to collaborate, continue to work together, and we can continue to, to reduce the risk. Thank you, Chris. How about you, Sam? Do you have any closing thoughts? I think it's important that we recognize none of this happens by ourselves. Chris's idea of having a collaboration and, and, and making sure that everybody had part of that, a part of that, and that recognizing those, those, those that contribute as an equal part was, was so important. And that's how we formed this collaborative. And that's why it grows so, grew so strong and still is strong in the state of Florida and now nationally as well. I want to recognize that the, 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 the face teams that were that definitely formalized in the state of Florida and Palm Beach County, Coral Springs, Davie, Lakeland, Jacksonville, as well as Temple Terrace. I want to recognize the, the states that, that took the initiative at the, as a face team thought process with Ohio, obviously, and California under your direction, Jeff, and Texas, as well as Missouri, uh, states that took this idea and, and went with it. There were some others, other ones that are, are still working on that process, but those initiatives are important because the team concept inside a department is really what moves us forward. And also, um, I, I can't, uh, can't end this, the, the, my comments without giving credit to certain individuals. I've already mentioned Keith Tyson, Brian Frieders, uh, uh, Heather Mazurkowitz here for, for the FCSN, but our, the doctors from, from the University of Miami Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center, Dr. Aaron Kovitz, Dr. Natasha Sali, and Dr. Alberto Caban, they gave us such credibility as, an, as a collaborative, and, and that organization, institution, locked arms with us and helped us move move forward in so, in so many ways, connecting us nationally with doctors like Dr. Gavin Horn and also Dr. Kenny Fent. And then statewide, I, we've already said Julius Hallis and Mike Tucker, but even Joanne Rice now taking the helm at the state level and, and making sure that health and safety is so important for, the, for our state, state fire, uh, firefighters. Um, Frank Babinick uh, opened up an opportunity for us, uh, Chiefs Chief from Tower Springs Parkland, be with the FC, with the uh, Florida Fire Chiefs Association, and helped us uh, throw gasoline on this collaborative thought process. Rocco Salvatore, uh, Bert Vergara, Matt Wilhite, Melissa McKinley, and, and a guy named Tom Bullhill that walked the entire state of Florida all the way to Tallahassee to make bring awareness. And just shortly after that, we finally got presumptive legislation here in the state of Florida. And I know Chris would join me in uh, also recognizing an important component of the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative. Uh, our my co-chair and also our secretary, Gina Hudson, who's uh, supporting her husband, uh, Captain Richie Hudson, uh, through a, uh, a critical cancer diagnosis. Uh, this is what it's all about. And obviously we support you and we're praying for you uh, through the holidays here. I know this is gonna air in January, but we're, we're very mindful of, of you, uh, Gina and Richie. There's so many to thank and so many important individuals that were part of what we did. And uh, we, we could go, I'm sure Chris has a list that I, I haven't even touched, but uh, it's important to bring recognition to all those that contributed to the state uh, movement here, as well as uh, what's happened nationally. Well, this has been very valuable. I appreciate uh, your guys' time. Uh, the fact that you were able to come together, make time in your busy schedules to really talk about uh, the Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month, the IAFF and the FCSN. And really your story on the changes that you've made, not just for your local departments, not just for statewide, but nationally. And uh, that, that is something to be proud of, for sure. We've still got a lot of work to do. Obviously, we'll never be able to uh, end occupational cancer for firefighters. Uh, but your efforts really have done 
some fantastic things to protect our membership. And so for that, I'm thankful. So that brings us to the end of this week's Firefighter Cancer Awareness Podcast. I'd like to thank Sam Eaton, Chris Bader, the IAFF, and the FCSN for this opportunity to get these guys together and talk about real change in the fire service.